going on, Jane? Good day, mate. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? Yeah, living a dream, man. Living a dream, as we do. Um, good, obviously, I've just uh, we've started this pod, this next episode, mate. Um, and it's a very special one, I think, because it's going to be the first one where it's not talking about us. <laughs> um, yeah. And I think that everybody knows, obviously, about who we are, what we are, what we're about. And um, I think that we obviously the next this episode is going to highlight some struggles, yeah, um, and ways to live with them, uh, and that our listeners can hopefully understand and you know relate to relate to these things. No, I think it, I think it's good. Like at the end of the day, we've both been in the military, and our struggles are military ish. And some people might not be able to relate. And at the end of the day, we want this podcast for people to relate to and to help in their struggles. So getting someone else on that they can then hopefully relate to as well, or some people can, um, yeah. it's only going to help. Um, so it's good. No, it is good. Um, I am waiting for him to come on. <laughs> yes, well, come on. If not, it's fine. Um I've I've invited him, um, but it's not saying he's online. That's very interesting. Let me just um, do something. Yeah, no worries. That's fine. I'm sure we can figure it out. Like, how you been anyway? Generally, like, how's things? So, weirdly, uh, it's kind of hit me recently. I think people that follow me on Instagram will know that. I've been struggling with my PTSD and everything quite a lot over the yeah. last few weeks. Um, and that's kind of been for multiple of reasons. And I didn't know why. I was just like, well, I'm clearly just going through a shit few weeks. Yeah. And I think it's valuable to know that we all have those weeks where sometimes you just don't know what the fuck is going on. Like, yeah, no, like, yeah. I'm not, I, like, I literally wasn't motivated. I didn't really feel like doing anything i still mm. was i was still going to the gym and still uploading on social media and you know still trying to move forward and what we're doing but the the fire in me to do it just wasn't there yeah i think like obviously we both had a shit week last week as well like yeah. we had our struggles etc etc but obviously you know we try and motivate people and we try and give people our information and our uh, experiences and to help them along with their days and their struggles and to help them, you know, feel like they've got a place where they can talk. Mm. Um, so I think that will lead on beautifully to obviously announcing our very special guest. So the special guest that we've got on today uh, is our first guest. So it's uh, a privilege for us, I suppose, for me and Jordan and for Connors, for the arrival of a podcast to have this this guest on and. For them to tell their story, talk about who they are, talk about what struggles they had, and how they are living their day to day life at the moment. So, without further ado, I think we should, you know, I think we should uh, introduce Mitch. Right. How are we doing? It's going on, yes, Mitch. Right. There he is. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me, boys. No, no, no. Thank you for coming, mate. It's it's surreal, honestly. Like I was thinking today, if you were to tell me this time last year that I'd be doing this, yeah. I'd have laughed in your face, honestly. <laughs> Good. We would have said the same, mate. It's <laughs> so it's so mad. 
Uh, but that's that's you know that that's the beauty of what we obviously are trying to achieve, as in myself and Jordan. It's it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, what what you've been through, and where what you've experienced. It's an ever growing community that we want to build, so mm. that people can share the stories. Uh, and then if anybody can take, if one person can take one thing from today, from you that's going to come, I will, you know, we'll be just, that's our job done. That's exactly what I've been thinking today as well. That's, I'll, I'll be so happy with that. Yeah, it's it's hard to talk about, Mitch, because obviously I don't know if you listened to mine last week. Yeah, I did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's, 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 it's hard, like, and there might be things you don't want to say and, and everyone will understand that. But if you look at it from a view that, like me sharing my story, I had a few messages of people that are struggling through similar circumstances. It is so rewarding hearing that. And you have no idea how many people you can affect. And this podcast can stay on for years. It could be like five years down the line. Someone's going to go, oh, I listened to that. And I, I took away from that. So and fair that'd be amazing. On and thanks, mate. No, thank you. It's so nice to hear your voice as well. Like, obviously, I always talk to Shane more than you. So it's nice to actually finally get that chance. To talk yeah, to yeah. <laughs> Well, I said, and, and that's it, mate. Obviously, we both, you know, me and Jordan are, we're not co-located at the minute. We are doing everything like this. We're talking over the phone. We're talking over voice notes. We're doing text messages. We've met, I think, six times now. But, you know, since we started this journey in November, six times, well, December, actually. But six times we've met face-to-face and how we've grown this community is just, it's just, it's just, you know, mind-boggling and, and yeah, both rewarding as well. Um so I think, like, you know, people probably already know this now that these podcasts are not going to be for the faint-hearted. They're not <laughs> going to be for. They're not going to be for people that, um, you know, don't like swearing, hundred percent. Yeah. And also, they're not going to be for people that you know, tr- you know, have easily triggers, and it's just, it's just going to be a deep, deep conversation. I know it is obviously because of what we spoke about, Mitch, previous to all this. And um, so I think we should just, Just you know, get straight on with it. (laughs) So obviously, Mitch, I'll I'll let you obviously lead your way and you're going to tell your story because this is about you. It's not about us. Um, I'll ask you some questions and then we'll we'll, we'll just go on and and we'll just talk about things and we'll just chat, mate. there's There's no scripts. On our on our front anyway, it's no. all gonna be you know, you. Yeah. Uh, I don't fucking believe in scripts anyway. I just think <laughs> it's better just to talk and that's just makes everyone feel at ease, I think, that way as well. I think you get more raw emotion if it's non scripted as well. Oh hundred percent, mate. Hundred percent. Um obviously me and Jordan have had this grilling, so now it's it's so good <laughs> that we can just both grill <laughs> other people. Yeah, you're fucked, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, listen, yeah. <laughs> Um, so I think the first question, obviously, you know, again, as Jordan said, mate, if you don't want to answer anything or you just want to brush on or give us a quick answer, that's fine. So the first question I'm going to ask you, mate, is just for you to talk to us about, you know, your childhood, your upbringing and, and how you, you know, how, how that was. Um, I was really fortunate, actually. Like, my childhood was amazing. It was surrounded by loving family. Um, it was just me and my mum. So my mum was my best friend and I was her best friend. Mm. Um, and like I said, I had the per. I wouldn't say I'd be perfect upbringing because nobody does, but I had constant support. Um, I was always doing good in school, although I used to fuck about a lot. I, I could get away with it. It was one of them. Um, We've all been there, man. Yeah. And like, I never had a father figure in my life, but my grampy, who's non-blood related, he never had a son, so he was like a dad, and I was like a son to him. 
to him. Yeah. So that was just even better because that was my father figure and my granddad figure as well, I guess. Like he, he became a granddad at 30. Like, wow. It's so young. It's like, yeah, like I said, he mad. never had kids. So, yeah. <laughs> and what, um, you know, what, did you do any sport as a kid or were you a sporty or were you just, did you just literally just fuck around? As you said, you just, just got up to mischief a bit. Uh, I hated sport as a kid. <laughs> like I'm into sport and that now, but you could have, you know, I hated football. I'd rather would have just sat on the sideline and rugby. I'm never interested. Yeah. So I was very much a class clown, but you could, I could get away with it because I knew the work as well. Class clown. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, no, like, you know, like you said, you, you have quite a good upbringing, which, which is good. And then, um, you know, and how, and so talk about, have you got any questions on that actually, Jordan? Have you got any questions before we? No, no, I'm happy, mate. Yeah. So that, what, obviously you went through school, did you go through college? Yeah, went through college and university. Oh, uni as well? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um, so I finished school in 2009. I did a year of A-levels, which I hated. Fell asleep in the exams because I just was not interested. Yeah. Um, fell in love with photography. I went straight into college to do photography and uni. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm so. such a creative. It's unreal. And with regards to the photography, is that something you did in uni? Do you still do that now? or? Unfortunately, I don't do it anymore. I did it for six years. So college, uni and a little bit after and it's just with the time and everything else that's been going on, I haven't, I haven't picked it up really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I did it at uni, and I absolutely loved it at uni. It was amazing. Mm. I I didn't go to uni, and obviously Jordan didn't go to uni because we course, I can't read. <laughs> I can't read. <laughs> you know, you can't read. You can. You can't fucking do anything else, Jordan. Either, <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, so obviously you went to uni. So talk about your so what. You know, like what career aspirations did you have going through uni? Then was it kind of you wanted to go into photography? You did a little bit, and then something happened, or um, was it kind of a move from that? Yeah. So when I it's weird because when I was um, having my college interview, the, um, my tutor sat me down. He's like, "Right, what do you want?" I was like, "I'm going to be famous," and he's like, "You what?" <laughs> I was like, "I'm going to be famous from photography," and that kind of like pushed me in that direction. Yeah. Um, throughout uni, always wanted to do fashion photography more than anything else I was you know I was the kid with his head in vogue and everything like that I remember in my last year of uni I threw away about 300 pounds worth of fashion magazines right and like looking back and I was like that that must have been about 60 magazines easily (coughs) I just kept for research and for briefs and everything like that Mm. um and then my partner at the time he was working abroad in that he was a like um, a cruise ship director, kind of. Oh, okay. And that kind of pushed me to go into that direction. So I was working at a bar who was doing like, they were doing like um, entertainment and that throughout the evening, shows and everything like shit like that. Oh, right, yeah. And um, so when was it? February February 2016, I got an email because I'd applied for PL Australia and they're like, you're going to be on a ship within four weeks. And I was like, this is fucking insane. Like, (laughs) uh, when into Australia, I lasted five weeks because of how far away it was. All right. So what homesick kind of thing? So homesick. Like, so I was meant to do 
six months on and two months off. But I didn't come off the ship for about two weeks. And when you are, you know, below (laughs) deck level, you're just, you don't have a window because, you you know, you can't. Um, And so what I did get to see was absolutely amazing of Australia. I wish I saw more, but it just was not for me. Mm. And looking back, I wish I stayed, but then I wouldn't be where I am now. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that, Jordan, obviously... You know, we we both said us as well that you know, it does. I suppose it doesn't matter what what your career is and what what job you're doing. The homesickness is a real thing, isn't it? Because oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like being I did the army so bad, but you can't leave at the start, can you? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. And like, obviously, it doesn't matter what you know your job you're doing is. It doesn't matter how glamorous it is and where you are in the world. If you're gonna have homesickness, you're gonna have fucking homesickness regardless. Yeah. Um, Completely. And, and like, could... imagine, like the ship held. 2,000 passengers, plus there were 700 people as crew, there was probably three good places on the whole ship for Wi-Fi. So imagine that yeah. many people. It just oh, I wasn't able to make mate. contact, and I was like, you know what? Yeah, this ain't for me. See you, <laughs> you tried I'm out. Like, exactly, I tried. And like I said, know, I stuck it out know. for six weeks. Yeah, you never know until you, you put yourself in that position. So that's completely that's A for effort, you know what I mean? Mm. But like, you know, my job consisted of, I was on 24 7 so i had to wake up and greet guests with a smile um i was doing trivia karaoke all had to smile even if something was you know wrong with me and i I couldn't i couldn't basically i couldn't shut off yeah that's difficult that you know i was working up until like 12 o'clock at night because there'd be late night shows and that going on where you had to greet the guests say good night to them it was (laughs) so hard seeing everyone absolutely shit faced yeah exactly yeah (laughs) Uh, well, so like, do you think, you know, what what effect did that have on your, you know, your mental, your mental state, your mental fitness, like with regards to being homesick, and did that obviously you said there you 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 know you kind of put up a front really that you was all right, and did that did that stem down to anything in particular, um, or was it just a case of you just you put up front just because you were you were homesick and then. You decided that you just couldn't be asked with it, and you wanted to come on, kind of thing. It was such a difficult one because at this, like, at the same time, I was absolutely living, like, living my life. I was able to travel to places, but then I was like putting on this front as well. So it was, it was a such a battle in my head because I was like, well, I don't know how to feel because I'm constantly on. Like, right, I'm, yeah. I'm grateful for what I'm going through, but am I going through for the right reason? Yeah. Um, and so, like, when I came home, I was unemployed for five weeks, the longest fucking five weeks of my life, I'll tell you now. Like, day in, day out, doing the same thing. I was miserable. Mm. My mum cottoned on. I was upset. My stepdad cottoned on. And I was like, what can I do? That's I had no is, money. Like, yeah. What did you do in that moment, like, when you were unemployed in those five weeks? How did you find when you got out of it? Um, I started taking myself for a run again, which only happened like a handful of times. But uh, that was kind of like a pivotal point for me where I was like, something needs to change. Yeah. Like I was going to the gym at uni. I tried to go to the gym whilst I was on the ship. So I already had the fitness aspect in my life. But I was like, I need to break out of this somehow. Mm. You know, it just wasn't, it wasn't working for me. And I was like, why is it not working? Yeah, yeah. What did you do then? Um, <laughs> so I applied to one job and 
of with like seven years no i think i had like six years bar experience yeah at this point so mm. i applied for a job uh, behind a bar smashed it and then just never turned up for the first shift and they're oh, like <laughs> honestly and i was like why did i not do that and i was just like it's just not for me i'm not a, i can't work behind a bar anymore i've done it for that long yeah um and then i got a job at butlins in a place i'd never heard of which was mine head and um and it's great <laughs> yeah I love that as a kid, mate, man. Jordan, I suppose you didn't go there, mate, because you got dragged down to the careers office, mate, before you could go yeah. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have a life, mate. All I can know is <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. Um, and got a job at Butlins, and it was one of the best things I've ever done. Was that, what, as a, was that bar staff, or was that red coat? As a lifeguard, mate. Oh, a lifeguard. That's sick, man. Completely, I've never, you know, done anything like that before. Mm. And oh, it was, the stories I've got that I, should no, never tell people because <laughs> you, you look at them in a different light. But let's let's save that for a different day. Yeah. <laughs> let's save that for a face to face event. Yeah, yeah, over a pint. <laughs> you did, but you did Butlins and you enjoyed that. And then then where did you go after that? Like what? Um, so I work in a hospital now. Right. Okay. Um, and it's weird because obviously knowing your story where you got your knee implant and your it replaced, I see that every day. That's yeah. one of the surgeries that we do more okay. often than anything. Is that... Um, go on, sorry, go on. No, I was going to say, and it's just like, you don't realise the other side of it. So I only see, like, the, obviously the surgery, but you don't you don't see the um, the physio and everything that comes with it after that. So the recovery, yeah. So the it's recovery, yeah. Go in, cut them up, fucking fix them, and then see, <laughs> later. see you later, mate. Go and sort yourself out. You don't see exactly. the other side of it, yeah. Exactly. I do believe me, mate. That is, you probably don't want to be seeing any of it because it's just—it's terrible, mate. It's just horrible. Uh, I can imagine, yeah. Like this is obviously mainly for elderly people, but we see it, you know, in, cheers, in young, cheers, young girls cheers, as well. Cheers, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> you that. are like you are getting on, Shane. Let's be honest. <laughs> well, you know, I might be getting on, but I'll still fucking have it around with these little whippersnappers, mate. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Isn't that right, Jordan? Yeah, that, yeah. I'll give you that. I'll give you uh, so you you work in hospital, um, and what's that like? What it must be like, especially during the, I don't know, like during the pandemic. Obviously, we, we don't want to really t- talk about too much about. Oh that, no, like, I was very fortunate. I never worked during the pandemic, right. so yeah. I was still a lifeguard at that point. So I was ah. not working at all. So I joined um, this hospital like just after. Ah, okay. So I'd managed to avoid all of the. Um, negativity, I guess, that come with working in a hospital around then. Mm. Cool. So you're working in a hospital, and I don't know, like you know, this this is probably where the the, the deepness is going to start coming out now. And yeah. Obviously, you know, we talked a little bit about your childhood, your career, what what you've done, and you're fucking around and good traveling <laughs> to Australia, not enjoying it, and then you know you've gone into working as a lifeguard in Minehead, which is, well, yeah, that's just a quality job, but, like, how that works, you know. And then you obviously went into the working hospital. Yeah. And then, you know, we, we want to start talking about you now and, and some, you know, you, obviously it's quite pertinent that you've had some struggles, right? It's, you yeah. Know, it's no... And obviously, obviously, we've spoken quite a lot and in depth about this, and you know, it's fucking very, very hard to talk about it. 
which is yeah, you know, it's it, not for it, the faint-hearted. Like like yeah. you said at the start, you know, like trigger warning. It's it's deep shit that I wouldn't want anyone to go through. You know, so let, let's let's just get it out there, mate. Let's talk about it and you know tell everyone about your story, your struggles, how it came about, what you're doing about it now. But we'll start at the start, mate. Let's let's talk about your struggles and yeah, let's just talk. About okay, um, I guess. The first time I really struggled with mental health was when I was at uni because my partner at the time, he was working away for six weeks at a time and it was my first real relationship. So I probably, I think I saw him for, he was back for two, four, two weeks, four weeks and then away again. So when you're dealing with that and uni and a job, you're, Mm. your head's frazzled. Absolutely. Because you're like, well, you know, I'm missing my my boyfriend at a time, but then I'm meant to be enjoying my life. But then where do I stand? Um, and like, I was, you know, doing the typical uni student, I was drinking probably five nights a week whilst holding down a job. Um, at one point I held down two jobs and that was 15 hour days plus drinking plus uni, you know, drugs were involved, which I'm not, you know, I'm, I am ashamed about, but I'm not at the same time because I've learned from it. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's you know I'm not advocating to use drugs as your coping mechanism. <laughs> completely not the way. Please don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> but like that was how I coped at that time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, you know, it was either putting things up my nose or or drinking things. And uh, my partner at the time, when he was coming back, he'd be catching up with people, so we'd be drinking all the time. Yeah. And it was very much a heavy relationship based on alcohol because we were going out all the time and I was going out in the week with my friends and there, it wasn't real. It wasn't, it was a relationship, but it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it was... And then I guess the last, like that kind of ended for a while, the whole mental health and I was kind of feeling okay. And then it wasn't until 2018, I, I had attempted to take my life for the first time, which shouldn't even be an, an absolute uh, sentence, but yeah. Um, working at Butlins, I was a team leader at this point. I was going out and drinking with friends, but um, I was having team come to me with their problems as well. Yeah. So I was basically like one big massive sponge. I was absorbing all my, you know, my team's um, problems with their mental health, drinking as well plus trying to do my job, and it just got too much. Yeah. Um, and at one point, I was stood on the, the edge of a harbour. I messaged all my friends, like, the same sentence, uh, you know, text, because they were all together. They ran down. The Coast Guards had been called. The police had been called. They pulled... I remember one of my mates pulling me off the um, harbour and just held me. Fuck. And it was such a... Surre- it was a surreal moment, because it was like it could have all been over if they were, you know, two seconds too late or they didn't ring the coast guards. There was like, I don't know, 15, 20 volunteers all waiting to come and get my body. Yeah. And I was like, shit. So like, you know, I went to the hospital, um, I was under the psych team and then nothing came of it after that. Nobody bothered with me. So uh, the like, that, like the aftercare, it was kind the of... The aftercare, yeah. Professionally, nobody really bothered with me. I, they, um, I saw a counsellor, she gave me medication, which helped, and then it was kind of, you're on your way. Correct. Nice one. Yeah, he, he's yeah. Right. <laughs> he, he'll be all right. He's, sort of, he's got his meds. Crack exactly. Um, so bad. And then 
so then that was 2018-ish. So then in September of 2019, I started a new job because I was like, Butlins is absolutely killing me. Yeah. Like, if it hasn't already, it's going to. Yeah. Um, started a new job and then things were okay until this time last year, was it? Yeah, what year are we in now? 22, 23. So, yeah, January 27th of 22, I overdosed. I took 27 paracetamol, a few ibuprofen, basically whatever I had in my kitchen cupboards, I took. Um, 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 Like, obviously, you know, you spoke about the first time. So what, obviously the second time in, in January of last year, what, 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 what? You know what? What drove you to that? What what got you to that point of you wanted to do that before you did anything before that? What you know? What was your going through your thought process? Who who was your friends? Did you not have anyone to talk to? What's the crap? So I've always had like I've always been fortunate. I've always got at least seven eight close friends like all the time that they've always said to me, "Whatever you need, I'm here." I've got Mm -hmm. a few friends that are like I've got one friend that's like a sister to me. So I messaged, I rang her. And like you're okay, and I was like, I all this, and she went, what throughout time, like throughout the day, and I went, no, now, and she went, right, we're going to the hospital, and I was like, shit, like her boyfriend drove us there, and he was like, do you want me to come? I was like, absolutely. I was like, I'm, you know, I felt so shit for ruining their night together, and he went, is this about you? Is that it's not about me? And what I was tra- like, but then I also did it for a cry out it wasn't i didn't do it to end my life i did it for someone to to listen to me yeah yeah like i've been struggling for so long quietly and i was like this is going to make the biggest impact i need to do this yeah um and they they took me in overnight did blood tests as you usually would and at this point i was working in the hospital as well and so um they I was like, shit, what if I see people that I know? Like, how am I going to explain this? Mm. That was like another thing. I was getting anxiety for all that. Like, you know, people come onto the wards all different times. And as you, as people would, I was like, what if I see one of the surgeons, one of the doctors? I was like, fuck, what, what do I say? Um, I was in for nine days because I had a kidney injury like that I gave to myself without realising. Yeah. And that's when, I, it, at the end of nine days, and I was like, I've really done some damage to myself that I couldn't see because I, I didn't feel it. I felt okay. Yeah. And I was like, fuck, like, this is something that needs to change again. Like, this is scary. What, if you don't mind me asking, it's hard to answer as well, is like, what do you think? So obviously you said you did it as sort of a a cry for help and, and to, to get people to reach out. Yeah. What else drove you to that? Do you know what I mean? Because... I've I've been in that position, you know, and, and you would have listened to the one. The yeah, yeah. What was it that you wanted in regards to the cry to help? Um, if you again, I that. just wanted. I didn't want to be put on medication or anything like that. I needed regular counselling, regular therapy. I needed someone to talk to to unload like off everything on me. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, like at the, at the time, I was depressed with money issues and um, loneliness because I live by myself. So I was, I was working, I was coming home, I was by myself on my days off. I was by myself, and I was like, "This has got to end." Like the only way out is six feet under. Yeah, yeah. 
And that, and that's that's a hard thing to to face once you feel that to shake it is completely and it's only taken for me until now to do that yeah yeah like that's you know just over a year but what um what hurt even more is that i usually have regular phone calls with my mum when i was in hospital she didn't know she she lives three hours away so I, I, from northampton which is like midlands shane will know from driving about like to yeah do i know where that place is yeah <laughs> um and at one point, my family messaged me and I was like, oh, I'm just working too much. Like, I'll ring you next week when I knew I was going to be out of hospital. Yeah. So nobody knew I was there. My friends didn't know. Yeah. And you... So you didn't tell anybody? Like, you didn't tell your family? Didn't tell anyone. Like, obviously, this is, you know, for our <sighs> listeners, like, you, you should have just, you should have told them, shouldn't you? You should have just had that. I know you probably didn't want to, but like in, in the grand scheme of things, it would have been so much better for you to tell them. Completely. But like, what was going through my head is that they live three hours away. Then they yeah. can't just pop down for a chat. I know, but they're your family, man. I know. I, completely. And like, I told my mum everything Yeah. after my third or fourth attempt, which is mad coming out of my head. But I, I remember ringing her one day and I was like, look, do not be angry. She went, what? I went, I haven't told you because you're not you know you're so far away yeah and i was like i told her everything on the table i was like i, I overdosed last year you know i lied to you um 2018 i i tried to kill myself and she was she got angry for a minute because i think because i didn't tell her but then she was like shit yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. but that's the thing that kept me going is my family like i was like i can't kill myself because what would my mum be like if I'm an only child? Do you know what I mean? She'd have no one. Yeah. And going like, I was I was doing something the other day and I was like, I wouldn't have been here to see anything. Like my gramps is 60 next year. I would not have seen that. Yeah. You know, my cousin's 18th. I wouldn't have seen any of that. And I was like, you, you need to keep fighting. You can't keep doing this. It's, 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 it's so weird, isn't it? Because it's like you said, you need to keep fighting. But the thing you're fighting is, is yourself is yourself and it's so (laughs) to try explain that to somebody but your mind when you (laughs) struggle with mental health it's like a different person it's it's this fuck face that's trying to ruin (laughs) your life yeah it's mad when you say that but it is it genuinely is and it's no it is and you can't do it alone and people need to know that no one can you you no one can you have to have the help you have to have the to talk whether that's yeah. with your family you need something to live for that's what they ask you don't they they ask me why didn't i do it yeah um, you yeah must, you have a reason why you don't do it you know what yeah I mean? and everyone yeah. has that everybody in the world has that it's just some people don't realize until it's too late and, and that's and yeah that thing is people try you know yeah fucking go and try and do it on your own be it be try and be a hero you ain't gonna be able to do it on your fucking own. It's simple as that, and it's yeah. and there's nothing. There's no shame in. There's no shame in telling people or crying out for help or just asking someone or just talking to someone. There is no shame in that. Whether you're a man, woman, fucking whatever you are, there's no shame in asking just to talk to someone because no. you, know what, you don't know what's gonna happen after that. And that's the hardest pill to swallow. Yeah, like saying I need help because yeah. everyone thinks they can take on the world by themselves i still do it to this day yeah just, you can't no. yeah. in some situations absolutely but not all the time no yeah yeah completely agree and that's why i think that's why obviously you know 
makes for yourself where you are now and what you're doing with your life and how you you're conducting your daily routines and your habits now has all all stemmed from me and you talking you oh, reach out. do you know what i mean and that, and that's just a you know that's a credit to yourself you actually i know you've you've spoken to people before and people knew about your stories and etc but then for like someone like two strangers that you don't fucking know and you think oh fuck me what are, they, <laughs> what are these twats on about like, <laughs> you know we are like i said to you mate we're realists and for the fact that you opened up to me and told me about what you was going through i think i was in bristol at the time i don't even know where i was somewhere in this fucking south of the country <laughs> but you know like to do that and to talk out is just so important that it doesn't matter who you're talking to someone will listen and completely you don't know where that's going to lead on to like yeah talking is not the be all and end all 100 percent. it's all oh yeah what you do afterwards and the actions you take after you've spoken to that person or whoever it is and Oh yeah, you got to execute, don't you? Well, yeah, just, like, just realizing that ugh, it's not the end, man. You and that's think, the thing. Go on. Yeah, the, well, the three of us in this call, right, all struggle and have struggled badly with mental health, and it doesn't go away. But no. we all openly talk about it, and like Shane said before you came on, Mitch, is that we both had a really shit week last week. Yeah, and, like, you, you'll still have shit weeks. Like we're not saying anyone's going to cure you, but. All three of us have learned now through our experiences how you can you can get out of it eventually, and you just got to keep going and fight, like you said, you know. And Com- it yeah. also shows that everybody fucking struggles. We're all from different walks of life. We've all done different things, but we all get affected. Everyone gets affected eventually, you know. Yeah, and like I, me personally, right? I would rather you fucking message me or ring me or whatever and say you're struggling. Give yeah. me that. Give me that that honour and that fucking... Yeah, like, give me that extended arm to help yeah. you. And like... I, I want to be that. I don't... I, and any, This is to anybody. Anybody can say to me, I need a chat, mate. And I'll sit there and listen. Simple yeah. as that. I'm not going to say, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to fix you by tomorrow. It's not... No. About no. Thinking, realizing, understanding, and then building a, packet, a, a, a plan of how to attack the motherfucker. Simple as that. And I think the hard thing is... When you're wanting to help people, you need to realise not to take it all on yourself. Oh, yeah, yeah. And and share that as well. Like, I learned from, you know, the past not to be such a sponge for people emotionally. Mm. And I now know myself when my social battery is low. And I'm like, actually, I need to step away for a day, recharge, and then I can get back to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and I just want to one of the hardest things, Mitch. For you, I just want to bring it on, just so like the listeners will will know. So because you've highlighted that you've obviously tried to take your life four times, and even me saying that it's it's hard to say, let alone you saying that. Um, and Shane was then saying that you guys obviously have spoken. I know you guys have spoken, and you're on the podcast. And what is it that you're now doing? And like you said, you now know certain factors. What is it you do every day to to sort of stay above? level you know and, and do you still have bad days and what do you do um good question man yeah that's a, that's a very good question <laughs> put you um, on the spot there yeah, <laughs> yeah. Right. so just going back just one sec like i think the last well not the last it was the last time i tried to end things i was three seconds away from walking in front of a train and it was there was two trains coming the first one i missed the second one i went that's going too slow. I was like, this is just going to paralyze me or, you know, comatose me. 
and it's yeah. going to make me even worse. And I think I went into work the next day, told someone, and she went, and I'll always, always be so grateful because she went, right, you're getting help. She went, if that's okay. And she went, actually, you ain't got a choice. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, go and tell whoever you need to, just help me. Mm, that's, and that's brave as fuck to do from you. Like, um, really is. like, like, no, you know, going back to this question now, I think I do a lot of things where if you look at me, you'll be like, that's fucking weird. Like, uh, one of the things where um, I was going through therapy and it was like stress management and kind of how to deal with things. And uh, one of the therapists was like, put your head in water. Like, I'm not about that ice bucket. I'm sorry, Jordan. I, I, ain't, doing it. I ain't doing it. Neither now, mate. <laughs> like, she was like, put your head in, in water. And I did it and I, I felt nothing. So what I do regularly, run some warm water in a tap, put my head under and I just scream. And I do that like four or five times and it, it really helps. You don't realise. And it's, like it's so weird. <laughs> yeah. I'm not about like that. that. Fuck your ass bath, Jordan. I'm actually <laughs> like water thing, mate. I like that idea. That's a good idea, mate. But like... you have to, obviously you have to come up for air. And when you come up, you're like, <laughs> I can think for a minute. Like everything that you're feeling, you're screaming out. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, another thing I, I do. Yeah, hey, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I have regular dance parties in my flat by myself. I don't care about if, you know, the neighbours can listen to the music. Yeah. I'm bopping along and that makes me feel so much better. Yeah. Like, completely. Like, I've, you know, I've said to Shane a few times, like, I've got a song by, <laughs> by a band called Jimmy World called The Middle. Yeah. And I've listened to it religiously since I was 14. And it's all about not ending things because there's so many more things out there. Yeah. Yeah. And when I feel shit, I put that song on and that's my feel-good song. That's my song to remind myself, you can get through this. You've got through everything else. You've got through the worst. Yeah. Like, this is nothing compared to almost walking in front of a train. Yeah, very true. Like, <laughs> if, you can, if you can commit to walking in front of a train, you can commit to the next day, the next week, the next month. Mm. Very true. Um, what else do I do? I do quite a lot of things. I've... Uh, in the last what six seven months, I've taken up Muay Thai just for stress management, just for kicking shit, just for kicking people, <laughs> and it helps so much. Yeah, like just it's once a week. I don't always go because I'm not always motivated to go, and that is shit on my behalf. But when I do go, I feel amazing. Yeah, I feel on top of the world, and like I can when I'm doing it, when I'm sparring people, I can put you know my face onto the person and pretend that I'm. Kicking the shit out of my demons, but that's it. And he's you're you're forgetting about you forget not forgetting, but you know what I mean. You're not, kind of, yeah, it's taking but, it's taking your mind off that and putting it into something that's good and going to help you completely. Because like always, everybody always says going to the gym is amazing, but I've been at the gym before where I have been in floods of tears, and I'm like, I have to come home because it just has not helped. Mm. And like it's you know it's okay for people to say get yourself to the gym and it's gonna make you feel better. But what if you don't feel better? You're not gonna feel better in that instant. You have to have like that glimmer of hope that you're gonna feel better to feel better. If that makes sense. No, hundred percent. And like you said there, that you don't go to Muay Thai every, every day and every week, which is fine. That's good. What do you do on the daily? That's that's a, that's a, you know a daily habit. That's a routine that you you know that you do every day. Like I know what it is. Your four egg omelet. Yeah, it is. Every day. Do you know what I mean? I, it's like something as simple as that. What other things do you do? I I get out of bed. I make my bed. I shower. 
you know, I talk to myself positively, even when I'm not feeling like it, just one comment to myself makes me mm. feel better. Yeah. Um, and work has been a saving factor for me. I always, you know, I do have the days where I ring in, I'm like, look, I'm really not feeling it. But the days I'm there, I absolutely love. And when I was going through everything, I said to my manager, I was like, please, this is the one thing keeping me alive right now. Like, if you get rid of this for me, not to ever like emotionally blackmail them, but I was like, I w- would not know what I would do. I would spiral. Fucking hell. It's, it's that going to work and seeing patients. And even if I have to put on a front for eight hours, yeah. it's, it's talking to other people and listening to them, having a bit, you know, a bit of a laugh with Brenda, the old dear and that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, no, that, and that's it. It's, uh, I think Jordan dropped off for a second there. Yeah, apologies. <laughs> I had a phone call. My father uh, phoned me, so I had to hang up, but it disconnected me completely. Uh, um, yeah, like, so obviously you've got your daily habits, which, which is great to have, in it, and they're very important, yeah. aren't they? Um, uh, I also, I get a weekly haircut because that that's my self-care. That makes me feel good. Yeah, and that's it, and it's all about feeling good as well and just being happy, do you know? Generally, happiness will fucking win over everything. Just being... Exactly. You know, it doesn't mean, like, singing and dancing around the streets all day, but being happy in yourself and what you, you know, what you feel like, what you look like, how you're eating, how you're training, how you're working, just yeah. being happy around all them little small elements of your life will will fucking shine over anything 100% exactly and like unfortunately on my left arm I've got 60 scars from um, self-harm which has happened you know in the last six months or something okay and when I was talking to people they're like that's not don't look at it like a negative look at it like you're still here that's part of your journey and I'm like absolutely yeah that's cool completely like It was so, it wasn't silly. It, well, it was silly of me, but it wasn't silly at the time, if that makes sense, why I was doing it. But I would cut myself before bed, wrap a tea towel around my arm and just go sleep. Mm. Just just to feel something other than the shit show that I was feeling at that time. Do you, do you feel much more alive now? Um, I'm, I'm asking this because purely how I felt once. When I got to that low point and I, I then was like, well, life can't get any worse. I then started feeling, you know what, like, this is my fucking life. I want to do, I want to be in control of what I do now. I don't ever want to be there again. Do you, do you feel that now? Completely. Like, mm. yeah. And I think that's the good way to put it. Like, I want to be in control of my life. Like, my mental health doesn't define me. Like, I define it. Yeah. If, if. Does that make sense? Like, yeah, I'm gonna, yeah, totally. if I have a shit day, I'm going to acknowledge I have a shit day, but yeah. it's it's not going to go into a shit two days and shit week. And yeah, yeah. And like, I'm doing things now where I'm seeing a bigger picture, whereas before I was so tunnel visioned and narrow minded. Like, you know, I'm I'm not I'm never going to get through this. Whereas now I'm seeing everything. Yeah. And I'm seeing things in more of a brighter color than the dark that it used to be. Yeah, that's really good. Fucking love that, man. <laughs> hey, no, that, that what you just said there, you know, about seeing everything more in colour than in a darker place, that's... I've never heard that before, actually. I like that. I mean, it's, it's when you realise other people are going through shit, you're like, well, I don't know half what they're going through and they're still here. Yeah, 100%. So why am I, why am I not I fighting? At, yeah, I mean, I look at you as, like, for inspiration and other people will as well. And that's what I mean. You've got to... You've got to feel proud of yourself that you're sharing this story 
Mate. what you've gone through and you're still here because you're you you inspire more people than you realize and that in itself is something to stay around for completely yeah absolutely like i want to be here like you know like we said at the start for the next five ten years to tell my story mm. and that, yeah. that's why i think it was you know a blessing in disguise really that obviously you reached out to us we even f- very first started once once i obviously got the story off you and what you were about and you know your struggles what they were we even spoke in the early days about podcasting and i said to you we need to get you on as our first guest <laughs> yeah because i think it's you know we're going to get other guests on here that have still had that and, and they've had their struggles and everyone's going to be different but like to have someone like yourself that's fucking overcoming obviously like we've been talking mate and the way you've changed even just by talking you know you can notice just by words mate on the screen you can notice how people have changed. Yeah. <laughs> like Jordan said, mate, and I've said it many, many, many times, you need to be very, very proud <clears throat> of where you are now and what you've overcome because if you can do it, anybody can do it. It's as simple as that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. I've done it. Jordan's done it. You've done it. You, you know, a credit to yourself, mate, for... Yeah, thank you. ...stepping up. Mate, it's, it, and it is about stepping up because you've stepped up you've realised that there is more to give. and Completely. You know, it's just fucking a credit to yourself, mate. And obviously me and Jordan are, like, very privileged to have you on here. Simple yeah, as no, I'm very grateful. Thank you. Um, And I think that should, you know, I've obviously, like, fucking loved your story. And obviously, you know, we knew about it anyway, but, like, to share it with other people has just been amazing. Um. I haven't got any more questions. Jordan, have you got any more questions regarding anything we spoke about? Or I don't have any questions, but one thing is what would be, like, in a sentence, your best advice to give somebody? Uh, um, I don't have a sentence, but I've actually... I spoke to Shane about this. I've actually got a spoken word piece, if you let me say yes. it to you about... Yes, please. So, bit of a, like, bit of a backstory. So, in... Fuck me, whatever lockdown it was, one of them. I just started doing spoken word pieces just to myself, thinking I'll never tell anyone. Like it was just a creative outlet. Yeah. So this one is all to do with mental health and that. So it's called You. So it says, You are someone's sunshine, you are someone's sunset, you are beauty personified, the way the rising sun hits your body in all the right places. Your smile can light a room, your tears could sink a ship. You are powerful. You are the reason someone has a favourite song. Your scars are beauty marks that are unique to only you. You cannot be replaced. Your heart on your sleeve grows bigger as you love each day. You are powerful. You are someone's pain. You are someone's envy. You are someone's pride. You are someone's reason to live. You are powerful. You are a first kiss. You are the butterflies in someone's stomach. You are courageous. You are a smile seconds away from a laugh. You are powerful. You are the face people look for in a crowded room. Your love is contagious. You are strength. You are the reason someone wakes up the next day. So before you take one more look in that mirror and see these flaws you so deeply believe, remind yourself of what you are to people around you, how losing you would deplete someone of their world, how your light fading means someone else's world is ending. You are powerful. Shit, man. I thought we should that. <laughs> that was fucking amazing. And I, I should read it back to myself a lot more, and I don't, but that was kind of like a reflection of myself, but it's what people at the time I thought would need to hear. I think that's great. 
Mate, you need to. Can you send me them words? Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> no, that obviously that's like you, you fucking hell. That's two people now that have said some the last two weeks that have just left me like speaking. <laughs> like what? I I can't come back with anything like that apart from fucking hell. No, <laughs> you know it's even just like you know some of the words in there are powerful, mate. Like that is very powerful, and it's only words, but they're just deep and meaningful words do you know what i mean like that yeah and it's it's taking back that power from something that's so shit like depression anxiety and it's mm. it's reclaiming that where you're like i'm gonna absolutely kill the shit out of this and i'm gonna do it my way yeah. oh, i fucking love that man that, <laughs> uh, honestly like it's a bit more than a sentence but like i really appreciate you <laughs> yeah it's a bit more but no honestly mate like i think you know the message is quite clear from this podcast and this chat and this story, because that's what it is. It's your story. Yeah. Uh, like the, the message is clear, isn't it? Just fucking be happy, live your life, talk to people if you're struggling. Don't take that fucking step. That Completely. You because you get one life, man. As simple as that. You don't want to fucking go on a bad a bad ending in my eyes because <laughs> just just think about like what you're gonna miss. You know, you could be missing your kids' first steps or you Everything. know, your your niece's thirteenth, sixteenth birthday or anything like that. Mm. It's it's little things like that where you're like it, it really puts you in perspective and it kind of it's like a snowball where once you realise that taking that first step is a good thing, everything else falls into place and it gets bigger and bigger and you're like shit like i've come such a long way mm. that i wouldn't have thought i would have done without that first initial thought yeah definitely oh um, man honestly it's been a fucking absolute pleasure no thank you so much no yeah thank you uh, i'm so grateful for this obviously yeah like mitch you know where we are obviously we're going to keep in comms anyway oh uh, yeah and those people that have listened to this um this story we hope you, you know, you leave here with taking something away from it. Please like, follow and subscribe to our to our stories and our journey because it's only going to get bigger and better. And Exactly. You know, please subscribe, share this with your friends, your family, fucking whoever you want to share it with. And all, always remember that where we are and we will all be together in, in this journey. Completely. Uh, and like for whoever, whoever's listening, like... Don't be afraid to reach out to me. We might not know each other, yeah. but I'll always be there. Yeah, 100%. Exactly. <sighs> fucking hell, mate. Like, <laughs> mega. I'm going to go and have a fucking... I'm going to go put my head in some water. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but... You've got to do it, honestly. Yeah. No, I'll try that. Definitely going to try that. That's what <laughs> I'm taking away from this. Well, apart from everything else, but like that, you know. <laughs> but like, obviously, like, like I said, it's a real privilege to have you on. Um, no, yeah, thank you. We'll you know be forever you know grateful and we'll always be here for you and anyone else you know where we are reach out yeah definitely okay guys well right. I think thank you guys there. um and we'll speak soon yeah take care and enjoy the rest of your day keep fighting love you all bye bye, bye. 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 bye.